The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, what secrets are you keeping from others or even from yourself? Most of us are keeping something secret, a thought, a feeling, or a behavior. And if we're hiding something from ourselves or others, we lose intimacy and the chance to get help if we need it. On this show, we ask the questions, what are our secrets, even from ourselves? Why do we keep them? And what is the consequence to us and our relationships? If you think you're not keeping any secrets, look again. Isn't there anything you're secretly thinking, feeling, or doing in relation to a mate Boss, business partner, or friend? Ooh, Never. I don't, Never. I don't want to. I don't want to get into that one. Never. My, my mate is listening. <laughs> What's the real motive? Here's a chance to reveal a secret, and you can even do it anonymously. Call in, make up a name, and spill the beans. Or, better yet, tell us who you are and let it out. Or just listen as others share the secrets they've been keeping, and see if you identify. Whether your secret is big, such as I'm gay. Oh, I didn't tell you, Beth. Or seemingly small, such as I hate that dress, which also I forgot to tell you. Uh, Secrets make us feel more alone and can even make us sick. Stay tuned and see if you don't agree. And now, here's Beth from the Inside Out. Hi there, everybody. Well, this is going to be fun, or I hope it's going to be fun, but it's mostly going to depend on you. So, James, would you not keep our phone number a secret because okay. we want them to be lining up to okay. confess. Okay, okay, okay. If we're going to go public here, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. So call us and tell us a secret of yours. Yes, and try to do it in person. Because if you just send me a message, then I can't help you get down to the bottom of why you're keeping that secret or what it means to you or any of those things. But we already have an email from someone who's really wanted to call but is too ill. But before we get into her secret, and I'm sure you're all just hanging on the edge of your chairs, uh, let's talk a little bit about James and Beth. Okay. I'm not very good at keeping secrets, am I, James? No, you're not. I may be able to keep a secret for about three minutes, and then that's it. <laughs> uh, no matter how painful or embarrassing, I tend to blurt it out. Now, if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, the real question, of course, always has to do with motive. Now, a secret is something that we're hiding. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the question is, are we aware of it and hiding, or have we forgotten it and hiding? Or are we just unconscious of it? And how do you, like we may, I might have some secret feelings towards some other guy, and I don't even want to know that I have those secret feelings because oh my god, that could jeopardize my whole life, my marriage, and so on. By the way, I don't. That's not an, an example of mine, mostly because I don't meet anybody, James. Oh, that's good to hear. 
See, I don't, <laughs> I don't have a chance. So anyway, but you know, why would I keep a secret like that if I had it? Well, I, I could claim that I don't want to upset James. It's probably because I don't want to jeopardize my security, right? Right. Now, th- that not jeopardizing my security could come in many forms. If I tell James that I'm secretly attracted to some other man, then he might get upset and leave me. Or worse, he might tell me that he's secretly attracted to another woman. I don't want to hear that, do I? So both of those would definitely <laughs> make me feel extremely insecure. Now, supposing I said, okay, I, it's really that I don't want to hurt James' feelings. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, it's probably not true. But even if it is true, one of the reasons that I might not want to hurt James' feelings is that he might get mad. And if he doesn't leave me, he just might be just mean to me. Who, me? Yeah. So (laughs) even my fear of hurting his feelings could very well have some ulterior motive, you know, of self-protection. How often are we really protecting other people? And how often are we really protecting ourselves but using other people as an excuse? Yeah, good point. Right? So hiding something. Now, a lot of people think that the only thing we keep secrets is, oh, yes, I had an affair and I don't want you to know. Or uh, I have been secretly looking for another job and I don't want my boss to know. Or those kind of things which are... Uh, behaviors that I'm hiding but sometimes a secret is an attitude is I don't want my partner to know that I really can't stand his snoring or I really can't stand him or I've been bored the last 25 times we've had sex or I don't want to tell my girlfriend that she's told me that story at least 300 times before Or I don't want to tell my girlfriend that I think she's full of shit, that she's always complaining about that nice young man she's with. Or I, so on and so on and so on. So sometimes the secret is something that we are doing or that we have done. Sometimes it's something that someone else is doing or has done. And sometimes it's just what's going on inside us. And honestly, that is probably the most common secret that there is. Because as a counselor, I can assure you, that when I uh, call my clients in, when we're having a couple session, for example, or two friends have a session, or two sisters, or so on, uh, often what's really been kept secret is what people's resentments are, or the feelings they have towards each other, or, gee, this happened, and I didn't tell you that, and I was really upset about this, and what happens is the relationships are damaged, and there's there's a festering of resentment that never gets addressed. So when people come into counseling, you bet your bottom dollar that your secrets are going to have to come out. Recently, I, you know, we had a couple and I was under the unfortunate uh, necessity of keeping a secret of one of the partners. And uh, he was not in couples counseling at the time. So I didn't really have an opportunity, but normally I would not have kept anything secret, I would have forced that person to say, look, I'm not going to do any counseling with you if you hide this. But I felt guided by God not to do that. And the perfect opportunity arose. And then I pushed him into 
sharing that secret himself. And, you know, if a relationship is worth working on and saving, you will live through those secrets. You're only kidding yourself if you think you're protecting yourself or anybody else by keeping something a secret. All it does is it blocks the intimacy and you know and they sense it. They may not know what it is, but they're going to feel it. My ex-husband, my last ex-husband, was having an affair and I confronted him immediately because I picked up intuitively that he was having an affair. And I didn't say it that way. I said, I, all of a sudden, I'm feeling jealousy. I wonder why. I've never felt jealousy in 13 years that we've been together. And he said, oh, there's no reason. Well, there was a good reason. He had changed. I could feel it. He had changed. And he was keeping it a secret, but he wasn't. I was just suffering the consequences without knowing what the elephant in the living room really was. So I really encourage you guys to think about this question and call us up and start to disclose your secrets. And you can even do it anonymously, as I said. Now, before I ask you, James, if you have any secrets that you're ready to divulge, I want to tell you that we have a letter, an email, from Sally, who lives in the Midwest, and she has never called on to the show, but she's a listener, and she says she loves the show. Okay, and she says, many years ago when I was a college student, my dad asked me to come with him and meet someone. Usually the someone was a salesman for a crazy get-rich-quick scheme. This time, to my shock, it was a very attractive blonde woman and her small blonde mini-me daughter. With his arm around this woman, dad told me he intended to leave mom for the blonde. The blonde was staring dead. Now, I would like to point out that in my youth, until my mid-30s, I was a blonde. But... You know, I'm not going to take offense. The blonde was staring daggers at me, but I couldn't help it. I just blurted out, what will mom and Harry, her much younger brother in early grade school, do without you? Harry wasn't his real name either. Dad just shrugged and then launched into a speech about the blonde's brilliant business acumen and the business he and she were going to start together. We left shortly thereafter, and I asked Dad how on earth earth he thought he could support two families when he was barely able to support one more shrugging he mentioned that he might sell the farm i knew that could not happen as my grandfather mother's father was co-owner and held the paperwork so not only was dad keeping a secret but he was in fantasy land anyway back to the story i have never mentioned this to my sisters or little brother mostly because i think this would hurt them terribly especially my brother my dad passed away this year leaving my siblings and myself to straighten out his finances until writing this i never thought about how much this incident left me distrustful of men in general and frosted blonde women in particular sally wow yeah. You know, very damaging. Very damaging. Very damaging. Well, uh, one of the worst parts of this story, and I'm assuming that Dad never followed up on this, or somehow this secret would have come out. But I have had many, many, many clients share that their mother or father would take them somewhere, park them in a living room, and then go be with their lover. And, and pretend that nothing was happening. Or what was even worse, 
in one woman's case, the dad would specifically ask her not to tell the mom. And she was a young child when this began. She had years of this. Think about how damaging this is. Of course, if Sally were here, I would say, um, was, this, was it really about his having an affair or is, are you implying that he was always looking for a way of creating a financial golden pot for himself and, and this woman was just the latest in the iterations of how that could happen and uh, that this was a secret example uh, of how he was fantasizing about how he was going to make it, make it, make it rich. But I would also have really gone into the question with her about why she has kept it all these years. It sounds like uh, everybody's an adult. You know, the other kids are an adult. Because you know, you know what, Sally? Most everybody picks these things up psychically about their parents or about one another, even if they don't admit it. I think that most of us have a sixth sense for example, that a spouse is being unfaithful, but some of us just don't want to face it. But it doesn't mean that it isn't psychically impacting us. And in addition to that, when you never admit something to somebody and they pick it up psychically, that is very crazy-making. It's like if somebody tells me they love me and they really support me and inside they're holding secret resentments against me, do you not think that I'm picking that up, that I can't feel that somehow? And yet, what I see on the surface is that you love me. And it makes me feel crazy. So not only do I feel like something is off, something is wrong, but I also feel nuts. So really think very, very carefully about who you're protecting, if anybody, by keeping secrets. And ask yourself if you don't think that Everyone around them has a right to the clarity and the awareness of something that they were probably already picking up. And it may be true that those people are then going to have to rush to therapy to deal with their feelings of the newly um, uh, revealed information. But how do you know, for example, Sally, that your sister didn't have similar experiences that she never told you about or that... Um, she picked. She sensed something, and uh, and you never really had a chance to process her feelings. See, that's the worst of it. When we keep something a secret, the other person never has a chance to process their feelings about it, and it just sits there like a lump of coal in their stomach forever. So there you have it. Well, I'd like to encourage people again because. Right now, people are not lining up to call in with their secrets. Now, I bet some of you are saying, well, I can't call into this show because I don't have any secrets. Uh, I'm totally transparent. Look again. Very possible that that's not true. We have just a couple of minutes before the commercial break. And James, is there anything Uh, that you want to blurt? Yes, I'd like to share. Okay. One of my big secrets came up this past weekend when you were running a group, and it was drawn out of me that I had this uh, secret uh, sense that I should be above it all, that uh, 
I was aware of feeling, you know, a certain uh, prideful arrogance about myself and feeling that I should be special and I am special, that sort of thing. But this was a whole other level of secret, which was that I, I, I have carried it within me, a desire to be on top of the world, exempt from the normal human suffering and condition, and continually have strived to manipulate myself into that kind of situation, whether it was being a hypnotherapist, where I was all-powerful in the sessions with my client, and therefore I was exempt from uh, inquiry, whether it was when I was a lawyer and I knew more than the client, so I was exempt from inquiry, or whether uh, in my day-to-day life uh, I have withheld uh, being forthcoming and, and, and revealing what is really going on with me, uh, and then you'd have to pick it up and ask me, what's going on, James? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. been an ongoing, ongoing kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and the other secret that you held, and by the way, I'm happy to report that people are starting to call, but we're uh, going to be taking yeah. a commercial break, so we want the, you people to hang, hang in there with us. Yeah, but there's one, all, more thi- one more thing yeah. about this I want to share. Yeah. As, yeah. A, as a parent, as a parent yeah. I have withheld from my daughter the, my, the, this whole secret uh, dimensions of me of being escapist, uh, dysfunctional, ungrounded. But why? Because she has me up on a pedestal, and I, I, I fear uh, jeopardizing her high regard for me, her high esteem of me. And so I withhold yeah. that, that stuff, which has contributed to her escapism and her being out of reality. Oh, that, that is such an important point, James, because so often we're doing behaviors or we have done behaviors that we then criticize our children for. Yeah. And the children never get it that we are that and that they could actually relate to us and that that would be very helpful because we could all say, I am that and, and understand each other rather than come on from on high look down on them, and that makes them even more uncomfortable. Plus, whatever is going on with us may have contributed to them. If you were a drug addict, for example, and I'm not saying this is your case, but if you were a drug addict and withheld it from your child and your child became a drug addict, uh, they may not realize that there's a genetic link. So we are going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be back. And thank you. That's a great opening, and we have a whole bunch of callers on the line, so stick with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org.
invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back to Inside Out. Well, we sure are being inside out today, aren't we? Uh, James made a comment in the uh, break, and I'd love him to repeat that before we go on to our first caller. Yes. Having shared what I shared, I now feel motivated to call my daughter and clear things up. Isn't you know, that to, great? To tell her what's, what's going on with me and how that may have fed to her own uh, escapism and, and uh, drug addiction and all the rest and, and being in fantasy. So, Yay, team. Oh, yeah, all, all right. right. Thank you. Inside Out rocks yeah. your world. Okay, <laughs> our first caller today is Helen from California. Hello. Hi there, Helen. I have no idea. I mean, I think I've had lots of secrets in my lifetime, and I can relate to what James was just saying about wanting to be exempt from the human condition and scrutiny uh, because of all my hard work and good deeds. Who could possibly <laughs> fault me? Yeah. I I'm can with totally you, relate to that. Um, <laughs> and having set kind of a bad example for my daughter in... Um, be feeling entitled to uh, overindulge, whether it's food or shopping or escaping in some way, if you work hard. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's not a good one. <laughs> no, no, but that is really uh, that a juicy a, secret. It's yeah. a juicy. That is a juicy secret. The secret is that you're allowed to overindulge as long as you work hard. So work hard, and that's your ticket. Right. And you have lived by that, and you taught it to your daughter unconsciously. Right. Oh, so is your daughter a hard worker? Yes. And is she an addict? Pardon? And is she an addict? Yes. Yes. So uh, that's fantastic. Now, was that a secret you were keeping from yourself or from the rest of us? Um, I don't know. I mean, I never really thought about it exactly until this, I don't know, I was at a workshop this past weekend where I thought about that uh, being exempt for working hard, but it only came together after James shared his piece. Oh, I'm delighted. So that means we've inspired you. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Well, I will not keep it a secret that I'm really glad that you called. Uh, James? Uh, yeah, I'm very happy about that. Very I happy. thought you were, you were going to say something. Oh, that's all. I, I was just saying yes. I'm very happy that uh, oh. we had that effect for her. Is is there anything else you'd like to share, Helen? I don't think so. I mean, I'm kind of dizzy right now. <laughs> you mean you're in such shock <laughs> about about the secret that you just shared? Here yeah. is an, a perfect example of a secret that we have uh, held from ourselves, and that is so critical. Don't we often keep secrets from other people because we really don't want to deal with the reality of what it is either? We can say, oh, I kept the secret for my father or my mother, but it really, 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 it's, it's me. I don't want to think about it. 
I don't want to admit things about myself because then I might have to confront it. You know, I was thinking this morning about people who are cross-dressers, for instance. And let's say, uh, you know, you are a cross-dresser and you keep it a secret from everyone. Well, you're doing it because you don't want people to make fun of you or to uh, lose your business. I'm thinking of a client of mine who uh, was a dentist and was a cross-dresser. But, you know, by keeping the whole thing secret, he deprived himself of the opportunity to find out if there was anything wrong with being a cross-dresser. I mean, maybe he just likes to put on women's clothes and it doesn't hurt himself or anybody else. Or maybe it's a sign of a deeper-seated uh, pain of his. And if the latter is the case, it needs to be brought to the surface so that he can deal with it. And if the former is the case, that there really isn't anything wrong with it. It's just a societal thing that says men shouldn't wear women's clothes uh, or he doesn't want to look gay or whatever it is, then talking about it enables him to actually come to that realization that it's okay what he's doing and there's no reason to beat himself up over it. So this keeping things secret from ourselves and then not sharing and getting feedback, uh, getting real intervention from somebody who can help you, uh, can keep you sick, even about things that aren't bad. So I'd like to thank you so much, Helen, for calling. Well, thank you for your show. I always get so much out of it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank Let's you. To you. Bye. And now we have Christine from Bonzel. Hello. Hello, Christine Hi. from Bonzel. Hi. I didn't know what I was calling in with at first, and I thought no one was calling in, especially because the guy who took my call said, good. Oh. <laughs> that's the first time that's ever happened. Um. But just listening to you talk to Helen has made me think of a couple of things. Oh, goody. And it's, I it's do an come inf- from a family a- of, <clears throat> well, the tradition is to keep secrets from the outside world. Oh, yes. Um, at all costs. Yes. Like when I got divorced, my mother told me, and moved back to San Diego, my mother told me to just say I was coming on business. Um, oh, when her friends saw me. So um, everything should be hidden from people. Um, right, and then they weren't going to notice. And, they weren't I told, and that was the first time I think I really defied that, and I said, no, I'm not going to pretend. Well, it makes no sense, does it? If every it Thanksgiving like you show up without the guy. I'm yeah. here like every day, forever, <laughs> and I oh. never go back to New York and um, I'm dating someone new. And <laughs> I got to tell you this, Christine. I had a situation like that too. I was expelled from college for being a social activist and it was the ban the bomb movement thing. And uh, I was 16 when I got in trouble and uh, this, the school was really rotten about it, but th- because I should not have been expelled. Nevertheless, I was, and there was nobody to protest because it was too early in, you know, 1961. There really wasn't any movement. But when I came back to my parents' house before the end of the year, my parents hid me in the house. Mm. They didn't even want me to leave the house because they were afraid the neighbors would notice that I was home. So this is one step (laughs) worse because I was now a secret. That I even existed in the household, it was kind of nuts. But my, I remember my mother, one of her favorite expressions is, what would the neighbors think? Mm-hmm. 
and everything was about that. What would the neighbors would think, and what the, you had to run your life by what the neighbors would think. And it, I didn't care what the neighbors thought. So I'm glad that you did. Now, do you have any secrets now? Well, yeah, that's and that's the other thing that I was thinking about um, when Helen was talking about, you know, her. Um, sense of if she works hard, then she's entitled to do, you know, indulge herself. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking at the other strategies that I've had, as far as I can remember, around secrets mm-hmm. and um, and protecting myself. And I feel like one of them is to, as long as I'm better than others, like. You know, if I'm if I'm achieving more, then I'm not as much under scrutiny by teachers. If I'm behaving better, then I'm not. You know, as long as I'm like on top of somebody, of some pile, of some pile, exactly. <laughs> then, so the, yeah, yeah. Then you should be exempt from scrutiny. Exactly. I like that. You know, as we're talking about this, I realize how I have done this with food. That after uh, I've worked particularly hard, I feel that I'm entitled to eat something, even if I'm not hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Regardless of whether or not it's good for my body, and my body is not going to keep a secret. The body tells me that I shouldn't be eating this thing, but do I listen? Certainly not. Yeah, and my body tells everybody else. (laughs) Right? As I get bigger. <laughs> That's very good. That's the hard thing I, about that. I have a feeling, Christine, that there is one other secret that you're keeping now. Is it related? No. Okay. It's on some other topic. I don't know what. Uh, parenting? No. Or, or work? I don't... Yes. Work. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think that... I don't know that I'm keeping a very good secret, but... I'm, I think I'm ready to, is it that I'm ready to move jobs? No, I no. mean, okay. uh, you know, you may be, you may not be, but that's I not may be, I may not be, so yeah, I don't know that. Um, you don't know what destiny is bringing. No, this is, but it is about your job. Huh. Or about work. Ask me if it's about your job or about work. Is it about my job? Yes. What's the difference between my job and work? Well, work you do, you work to be a good parent. Uh, you work at your spirituality. Ah, uh, I got your... it. So it's about my job in particular. Yeah. My particular job or having to do with the company you, I work for? Your job. Your particular job. The drum is rolling. I know. Maybe I should I, every... hold on while you go to someone because I don't want to. Oh, my God. Talk. Do you remember that uh, on one of those, uh, uh, what do you call those, the, the shows where they gave you prizes? Quiz shows. Quiz shows. Okay. Time is running out. Okay, Christine, yeah. hang up and call back when you have the answer. All right. Oh, isn't there a song, uh, James, Once I Had a Secret Love? I was thinking and- of that. Yeah, and this, and then the last line is, the secret isn't secret anymore. No, it's okay, my, my, my secret loves no secret, secret anymore. anymore. Okay, and hey. now we're up to Elizabeth from San Diego. Welcome, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, did we lose you? Do we no, have no, you? I'm here. Sorry. How great, are you? <laughs> great. 
You Hi. were keeping yourself a secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop hiding. <laughs> um, you know, I just felt guided to call, even though I don't really know. I mean, I'm sure I do have secrets. Um, but I need some help. And I, I think it's within my own self that I'm hiding from my own self. You're hiding something from your own self or you're hiding yourself from yourself? I think I... Oh. Well, I'm just asking which you meant. Well, I thought... I, I meant it more as I think I'm hiding something from my own self. Mm, okay. Yes, you are. Pardon? Yes, you are. Yes, I'm I am. I'm giving okay. you a thumbs up on that one. So what are you hiding? Now, of course, it means you have to stop hiding it to know what the secret is. You, you probably called because you want to stop hiding this thing. And that yes. is a very important point, isn't it? Because yes. lots of us have secrets, but we're kind of, they're making us sick and we don't want to hide anymore. Mm-hmm. So, Elizabeth, the drum is rolling again. <laughs> <laughs> so what, are, what is it that you're hiding from yourself? Uh, the first question that pops into my mind is, are you happy now? I'd say yes. Yes. How happy are you? Probably happier than what I thought I was going to be. <laughs> how, how, how about, like, ecstatically happy? <laughs> Ex- extremely happy? Marginally happy? Which, which I, happy is I, it? I feel really good. Um, yeah. So I'd say it's more that I'm more ecstatically happy. That's what I was getting. You're ecstatically happy. And why do you want to hide that from yourself? Does it have anything to do with, you know, what's transpired in my life recently in regards to relationships? And yes. I feel guilty if I wasn't feeling happy, if I was yes. not feeling bad. Okay. Yes. So... Could you just explain that in some some way without, you know, mentioning individuals and so on? So basically, you know, after leaving a relationship after several years, I feel very happy. And I feel, I think I would feel guilty if I was feeling happy. Right, because you're supposed to be feeling... I'm supposed to be feeling grief and sadness and just blah, you know, tears and depressed and, right, you know, very, right. very sad and unhappy. <laughs> right. Well, I had a marriage like that, too where uh, at the end of it, I was extremely happy and I didn't even feel sad. I did all my grieving before I broke up. (laughs) 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 Well, I did. I felt so complete with that relationship that I just felt the relief of knowing that that part of my life and my learning curve was over. And there was Mm -hmm. a lot of pain in that relationship and I was out of it and I, I really felt happy. But there is, so there's, there's two causes for your wanting to keep that a secret from yourself. One of them you've just shared, uh, which is that you feel like in your head you're supposed to be sad and grieving. But mm-hmm. there's another reason you want to keep it secret from yourself. Oh, from myself versus the other well, person. Well, because if you, if you admit it, then I think that has to do with the other person realizing. Yeah, because if this other out. person sees how happy I am now, how yes. is that going to make the other person feel? Yes. Yes. And I don't want them to feel bad that I'm so happy and put right. themselves down more for the time that we were together. Yes. And that's another one of those really, really difficult situations where, of course, you don't want to rub it in the person's face. 
Mm-hmm. But why is it, in this case, necessary not for you to rub it in his face, but to be willing to show your happiness? Why is it important that I show him that I'm happy? No, no. I think I have the answer to the question that I'm asking you. So I think be- rather than trying to ask you the question so you can answer it, I'm going to answer it Go for right you. Ahead. Why don't you okay. yeah, ask and answer it yourself? Ask and answer. <laughs> uh, yes. It's because if you feel like you have to hide it from him because you don't want to make him feel bad, whenever you're in his presence or even if there is a possibility of his energy field – or anybody who would know him, who could report this to him, you are going to have to make yourself look unhappy. Wow. And in order to make yourself look unhappy, you have to feel unhappy. Mm -hmm. I mean, haven't we all had this experience, everybody out there, where you actually feel pretty happy, but you have some... Mm, unconscious or a semi-conscious motivation that you don't want people to know. Let's say uh, you've just struck it rich and you have a lot of poor relatives. Well, you don't want them to know because you don't want them to be coming to you for money, right? Or supposing on an emotional level uh, you're in a good place and you're afraid that everybody is going to be pulling on you because they say, oh, she's okay. She's feeling good. You know, maybe I can get some of that. I think that we hide our happiness and we keep it a secret at times. Sometimes we keep it a secret that we're miserable, right? <laughs> but sometimes we keep it a secret, even from ourselves, that we are happy because we're afraid of the consequence in the world of being happy, of what could possibly happen to us. And so as a result of that, we unconsciously sabotage ourselves energetically when we are with other people anybody it just becomes a habit of putting on gloom I, ha- I have another take on that too if I may go right ahead uh, which is that uh, you don't want other people to um, God I lost my thought I, I, I defer back to you until it comes back to me okay you're keeping that thought a secret James uh, yes, well, it's a secret it's, for me it's, it's prob- <laughs> that's good because uh, we're about to go to our next commercial break anyway. And I'd like to share that we only have, w- well, we actually have two people. Uh, another person and maybe Christine will come back to us uh, after the break. So don't go away. And thanks, Elizabeth. And I hope that you stop keeping it a secret that you're ecstatic because you need that energy to help to move you forward. And take a look at how that was an old habit of yours of keeping your joy a secret. And oh, it, yeah, yeah, and it uh, came to me. Okay. It came to me. It, yes. it, that's your that's your whole identity is tied up in being a victim. Uh, this is what I identify with. Uh, if I have my whole identity tied up with being a victim of life, then uh, it undermines my own self image to, to let myself be happy and show it. So I got to keep reinforcing my old self image. Oh, I love that, James. Yeah, how about that? I love that. I it was love so that. it was so profound. I couldn't hold on to it. It was so profound. <laughs> but it, it's so you. <laughs> yeah, it is so me. <laughs> I think that's really important. That's really important. So we can keep something a secret from ourselves because we don't want because we feel threatened by the paradigm shift. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, so far, and hey. you hang in there, everybody, because there's more to come on Inside Out. 
visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hi there. Welcome back to Inside Out. And we thank Elizabeth for having called. And now we have Erica from Escondido. Taking Hi. My call today. Thank you, I, Erica. It's it's amazing how I'm coming right after Elizabeth. I think that my secret I've I've just been working on this today. As a matter of fact, your show has <laughs> been inspiring. That um, I use being overwhelmed, and I hide that I'm overwhelmed because then I can use it as a um, way to control other people, keep them in doubt. And oh, being as sick as my secrets, I don't know if I explained that very well because it, 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 the clarity keeps coming and going for me. It's, so, try again. I don't oh, want to have to guess what you meant. Don't guess what I meant. Thank you. I um, could, but let's, let's see if you can do it first. I'll try. Yay. Um, I have a whole behavior of hiding from people, so it, it's kind of a lifelong pattern, and giving up my secrets is only motivated by knowing that I'm as sick as my secrets, so I really yeah. want to get back. So the, the fact that um, I just disconnect from other people when I get into overwhelm, and I kind of gather overwhelm around me. I'm overwhelmed by having too many things, being too valuable to other people, you know, commit, overcommit myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have this whole aura around me of just being overwhelmed. But I think what I'm understanding is that I use that so that people I can control and just kind of meter out what I give to people or what I want to withhold. Yeah. With- yeah. In other words, of what I'm hearing you say is that you try to give people the feeling that you are 
always overwhelmed so that you can control whether or not they ask you for anything. Yeah, it's it's the um it's what I have as my great, you know, resource of well, I can always draw on being overwhelmed. Right. Right. I think that's really good. Oh, I think it's really sick. Well, I mean, it's really sick, but it's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, you are not the only one, is she, James? No. Mm-mm. Good heavens, no. I think this is very, very common. That what we do... And, and sometimes, uh, I'm going to take this a bit further. Uh, yeah. I can see a woman, you know, a mom, who is really uh, angry about her situation, who really doesn't want to be there, who who barely wants to even have those children that she has to take care of every day and look good momful to. And she is actually withdrawn into herself, wants to get away from everything and everybody. And as she does that, how can she justify to herself that she is not loving and more loving and giving more the person that she thinks she should be because she's not an ogre. She just doesn't want to be there. And so what, what she does, and I don't know why this is the image that's coming to me, but this is, what's, this is what's coming to me. What she does is she acts overwhelmed in order to justify that she's withholding, and she's really withholding not because she's overwhelmed, but because she's angry and doesn't want to be there. Mm. Uh, well, I think you're describing both me and my mother. Mm. And... Also, um, a behavior that I thought was going to be the first one that I, the first secret I was going to share, but this felt like more of the overall picture to share. Mm-hmm. But something that my mother would also do was flirt with other men. Mm-hmm. Not to the point of having an affair, but just for the release. Yeah. And the fantasy. Well, I think it's, you know, acting out the same thing which is by flirting, she's really expressing the fact that she doesn't want to be there. Yes. So the secret that she was keeping was that she didn't want to be there. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. But she acted it out in ways that you could not complain about or confront because it wasn't ever explicit. I'd I'd like to thank you, Erica. I want to get back to... Uh, one caller, but I'm I'm hoping that that was helpful. That was a great contribution. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope everybody got that because this happens all the time, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, we use one kind of emotion to cover another one. Very big ploy that we do. We keep our real emotion secret by blowing the other one out of proportion. And now we have we're back to Christine from Bonzel. <laughs> um, well, I I was resonating in some degree when Elizabeth was talking. Not yes. that I didn't to Erica. I've I've done that too. Yes. Um, but um, is it related to hiding happiness? No. Okay. Or not wanting to show people something. Yes. Okay. So is it not wanting to show people at my work? Yes. That I am 
blank. <laughs> Think about it. What do you feel about your job that you don't want people to know? Are you ecstatically happy, uh, desperately miserable, uh, extremely bored, um, uh, super frustrated, or, and, or uh, deeply disgusted? Oh, dis- is it disgusted? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, you think I'm hiding that? Yes. Oh. I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm getting. Do I think? I have no idea. Uh-huh. You're going to have to tell me. Isn't it, is it true? How is it true? Let's, let's assume that I'm intuitively correct. How are you uh, hiding the fact that you're deeply disgusted? Well, I just, you know, I just keep on moving forward and working. Yes, but it's, it's something else. Um, what, are you, what are you disgusted about? The politics? No. The money? What like about the money? The money, like that's all that matters is the yes. money? Yes. Yes. So am I pretending to be one of those people? Yes. That cares about money? Well, you do care about money, so that's not a total uh, pretense. <laughs> 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 uh, but there's some way that it's different for you. Shoot, I, can't, I almost can't hear you now for some reason. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? James, can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Oh, okay. So, so. okay. What's okay. going on at her end? Okay, All right. Okay. So, and I'm trying to move this along to make sure so that we have enough way. time. Yeah, what's the difference between your attitude towards money and uh, the, the culture where you work? The culture is, I mean, it's, it's everything, right? It's, the, it's, the val- it's yeah. our value. Yes. And to me, it is necessary for, for business to run, right? Yeah. But not, I don't have that same, like, it's the number one priority. Okay, so the way that uh, I might reframe that is, for you, money is a means to an end, and for them, it seems to be the end. Yes. The, the purpose of it all is to have money. Yeah. And what do you think that is really hiding? Or if you could look at it another way, you could say it's really revealing. About me or my company? About the company. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it is revealing that that's all it cares about. No, it's the... Now, you have to look one level beneath that. Okay, this is like super gymnastic. <laughs> okay, so now, you, for you, money is the means to an end. And yeah. the end is to, I don't know, support your lifestyle, have your family, do yeah. other things. Yeah. Whatever those things are. Okay. And I'm going to tell you that for your company and the people in it, it's also a means to an end. And what is the end? Oh, to prove how awesome we are. Yes. And why is everybody in the company trying to prove how awesome? Because we've been losing clients and sucking. Exactly. So what's happening is you're in this. You. This is the feeling. I'm not saying this is at all the reality. You feel Mm -hmm. like you're in a sinking ship. Yes. Everybody is trying to either scramble and leave or they're trying to make themselves feel good about being there. Yes. And so what is the role of money in all of that? It's, it is to just cover over all of that and make it better. And yes, it covers... I mean, it's o- being used to retain people. It's yes. It's being used to, have, to incentivize people. Yes. It's just, it's, everything is like, that's the answer. 
you yes. know, make more money and throw more money at people. So what is the secret, the secret that the company is, as a, you know, a culture is, is keeping? Secret has to do with the way the company feels about itself right now. That it doesn't feel good about itself. That's right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can see that a, a, a company can be keeping a secret, a nation can keep a secret, a family, yeah. a society, a church, a religion, a spiritual organization, uh, the Boy Scouts, anybody where, that we don't only keep individual secrets, but we have collective secrets that we have to keep. And those are sometimes the worst kind because yeah. if we step out of line and disclose the secret Maybe that's why I started off talking about my family and my mom. Yes. And breaking the family secret. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, people need to start talking about how they feel about the company and Mm -hmm. whether they or not they really value it. Well, the new CEO just gave a a survey, employee survey, and 96% of people responded. (laughs) How did they respond? We don't know yet. It's a, it's uh, done completely blind. Like they we'll can't. See. It's completely anonymous by another uh, Very firm. Very good. Yeah, Very so, good. But yeah. you, and maybe this is something that they will take on. Yeah. So don't keep that secret anymore. We have to go. Okay. Thanks for calling, Thank Christine. You. Okay. Wonderful. We got oh so many different kinds of secrets out today. Uh, James, please tell us what's coming up next week on Inside. It can't be that we're at the end of the show already. Time flies. Okay, next week's show is on the topic, The Christmas Gift Challenge. What do you need and how to give, and how to give it to yourself? Whether or not you believe in Christmas as a religious holiday, you're surrounded by gift-giving madness at this time of year. Perhaps you're caught up in it yourself. But have you asked yourself, what do I really need this holiday season and how can I give it to myself? Most of us don't know what we need, or if we do, we don't have a clue as to how to meet those needs. In fact, we often mistakenly use things to try to meet our inner needs, and that just leads to more frustration. Or we try to manipulate others to meet our needs when we have to meet them ourselves. So let's take on the Inside Out Christmas Challenge. Let's identify some inner need and then figure out how to go for it. If you're intrigued, tune in. Better yet, call in and let host Beth Green help you identify what you really need and how you can give it to yourself. Give yourself the gift of Inside Out for Christmas. And after the show, gift yourself with our post-show forum. And now, a final word from Beth. Inside Out for Christmas. (laughs) Isn't this fun? Are you guys out there going to take on the Inside Out Christmas Challenge, Christmas Gift Challenge? I hope you do. I hope you show up. I hope you stop keeping it a secret from yourself what you really need. And let's all get together and try to figure out how to meet our real needs so we don't keep scrambling around, meeting the needs we don't have, squandering our resources, and trying to make ourselves look good to ourselves and one another. God bless you. Tune in next week. Love you. And pass on our show to any innocent victim that you think could benefit from it. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.